0: Welcome to TWW, The Weekly Wheel, where each week the Dharma Wheel rolls and delivers you new content available anywhere at any time in your everyday life. We present a mindfulness service, which has three components. First, meditation, and then we meditate with sound through chanting. You can have your mind wander when you sit in silence, but it's very difficult to wander as you chant. You need to focus on the next character, on your breathing, on the next line. And if you pat yourself on the back too much or become too self-aware, you'll miss a line. And then lastly, we have something called active listening, where we lean into and really listen to the Dharma talk given by our senseis. You could think of silent meditation and sound meditation through chanting as preparatory to get our minds focused and open and clear so we can really listen clearly and really take in the Dharma. And in a sense, it perfumes the mind. The mind is slowly changed as it hears new points of view, new perspectives and new approaches to dealing with life. It's set up much like an in-person service. It's led, moderated by multiple voices. So you get a variety of opinions, a variety of, of perspectives as you go on your journey. So I hope you will join us now for this mindfulness service presented to you by the people at the Weekly Wheel and the Orange County Buddhist Church. Thank you so much.
1: We will now have seated meditation. Take a moment to see that your back is straight and centered with your shoulders relaxed. If you're in a chair, it's best to sit forward slightly rather than leaning on the chair back and keep your feet flat on the floor. Try keeping your eyes half open, resting the gaze gently downward, without focusing on anything in particular. In the same way, be open to whatever sounds are coming into your ears, whether from inside the room or outdoors. We are not trying to isolate ourselves from the world around us, but rather feel that we are part of that world. If you like, you may count your breaths from 1 to 10, inhale deeply, let it all out, try slowing down your rate of breathing relative to what it would be at other times, we are not trying to think about anything in particular or visualize anything, we simply watch our thoughts come and go. Please put your hands together in gassho. Bow. Namo Amida Butsu. Namo Amida Butsu. Namo Amida Butsu. Naman Butsu. Naman Naman Butsu.
2: You may stretch your legs and then please stand. We will now have our standing meditation session. Your upper body is in the same position as for sitting meditation. Straight head and spine, shoulders back, eyes half open, hands comfortably positioned in front. Legs should be shoulder width apart with knees slightly bent. Again, rock forward and backward and side to side to find your center. Standing meditation reminds us to take our meditation practice out into the world. Waiting in line at the store, being stuck in traffic, going through TSA security at the airport. Over time, meditation becomes a practice for the body and mind that can be recalled when needed most in situations that may be merely annoying, perhaps frustrating, or even stressful. We will begin at the sound of the bell. Please put your hands together in gosho and bow. Namo amida butsu. Namo amida butsu. Namo amida butsu. Namo amida butsu. Namo amida butsu.
1: Return to your seat or cushion. Sitting in this way, we might wonder what purpose we are achieving. Actually, there is no specific purpose. I think it's really to make us aware of What sitting is, what breathing is, standing is? What are these simple activities that we do most of the time without thinking about them at all? We'll begin our second sitting at the bell. Please put your hands together in Gashou. bow, Namo amidabutsu. Namo amidabutsu. Namo Naman namandabutsu, namandabutsu. Namandabutsu. Namandabutsu.
2: We will now begin our chanting segment. Chanting is another form of meditation. Through chanting, we have to be present in the moment as we concentrate on. Each syllable that's presented before us is a way for us to calm our minds and to be in the here and now. We will begin at the sound of the bell. Today's chanting will be the Sambutsuge. We often chant the Sambutsuge in Shin Buddhist services. These verses are from the larger Sutra of Immeasurable Life which was composed in India during the first century of the Common Era and translated into Chinese around 400 of the Common Era. It is a cornerstone text for pure land Buddhism in China and Japan. Shinran Shonin esteemed the larger sutra above all other teachings, and he devoted his life to its propagation. We will begin chanting it now.
3: Oh, sindo
0: The Promise of a Sacred World. This month, the Shin Reader reviews the book, The Promise of a Sacred World, Shinran's Teaching of Other Power, 2022, by Nagapriya. The philosopher Paul Ricoeur, 1913-2005, says that there are three ways to appreciate a book, a poem, or a song. First is understanding the time in which it was written, what is the work speaking to, Second is to look at the work and decipher why certain phrases and symbols were used by the author. And third is to appreciate the meaning from the eyes of the viewer. In our Buddhist tradition, we tend to focus on the first two approaches when reading the collected works of Shinran. For example, these are some of the issues that Shinran and his fellow Mahayana Buddhists were struggling with during his lifetime. Amida Buddha, the Pure Lands, Other Power, Merit Transference, bodhicitta, and buddha nature, with merit transference in bold. We also often analyze his quotations and word choices, wondering why does Shinran sometimes use one kanji versus another. For example, Shinran uses the term shinjin, which is often translated as faith. The kanji character shin refers to confidence, and the second, jin, means one's heart and mind. Together they signify a heart and mind that is truly settled in the teachings. But Shinran also frequently uses the term Shingyo. The first character Shin is the same, but Gyo has the meaning of joy. Shingyo is also translated as faith, but it emphasizes the joy of being settled. Some suggest that these are merely synonyms for Shinran, but perhaps it is more than that. Sometimes Shinran emphasizes the confident heart, and at other times a joyful confidence reverend dr kenneth tanaka wrote the foreword to this book stating that nagapriya discusses at length the various ramifications of what shinjin meant for shinron and what it can mean for us in the contemporary world he also pointed out as noted earlier that no one word can fully capture its meaning while the translations true and trusting and trusting heart or surety Offer some indications as to Shinjin's orientation. No single word or phrase can capture Shinjin's many shades of meaning. Translated more freely, Shinjin might even be rendered as letting go or letting through. I might even suggest that we could also think of Shinjin as letting in. Following the third approach, this book is somewhat unique in that it explores the emotional content of Shinran's writing for both Shinran and the reader. Shinran's sacred world comes to life for us, one that is asking us to join him. Nagapriya focuses on the spiritual experience that Shinran is trying to communicate to us through his writings. In some sense, Shinran's writings can be seen as a very personal, spiritual confession. The main focus of this book is the concept of merit transference. Commonly, this is understood as the merit we generate through our own practice. Merit not as merely good karma, but as a kind of supercharged spiritual virtue. Shinran radically reverses the arrow of this transference from Amida Buddha to ourselves. We are receiving the benefits of Amida's practice, not our own. Nagapriya explains it in this way. Amida baby understood as something that is external to us reaching towards us from the outside, as it were. At the same time, Amida may symbolize something that is within us, inherit, which is obscured or buried by the clouds of our delusive tendencies. On this reading, then, Amida is not alien to us, but is rather our deepest nature. The apparent contradiction between Amida on the one hand being outside of us and on the other being inside points to the paradoxical nature of awakening and the fact that we are in the realm of myth, metaphor, and poetic truth. Amida is not literally out there, but neither is it adequate to reduce Amida simply to a symbol for our enlightened potential, since this would be to co-op Amida into little more than an object of our ego world. Being aware of the merit we receive leads to a life of gratitude. Nagapriya states it this way, Gratitude, by contrast, consists in awakening the imagination, an expansion beyond inward-looking awareness, and a recognition of our interdependence. Its nature is to decenter the self and so see it as more like a node in a web of abundant connections. Gratitude dissolves away self-pity and lack and helps us to see how we are constant receivers. For now, this is my favorite book. It opened up Shinran's heart to me so that I can appreciate his teachings emotionally. The meaning is now in front of me and not trapped within the text. It is now within my own heart and mind. This book has helped me understand the difference between the confidence of Shinjin and the joy of Shingyo, so no longer synonyms after all. Thank you very much, Reverend John Turner. Namo Ami Buts. Namo Ami Buts. Namo Ami Buts. Today's
2: program was presented and produced by the Buddhist Education Center of Orange County
0: Buddhist Church. This podcast is copyrighted 2024 by the Orange County Buddhist Church, Anaheim, California, All Rights Reserved.